From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. A winter storm warning is in effect for parts of southeast Alaska with heavy snow expected. The winter storm warning is for the Panhandle and a winter advisory is in effect for Sitka and North Tuskegway. Juneau can expect 10 to 15 inches of snow. The Weather Service forecasts the greatest snowfall rates this afternoon through the evening and again Saturday afternoon. Snowfall anticipated today and into tomorrow night. Avalanches in the backcountry are a concern. Tom Matisse is the emergency programs manager at the city and avalanche forecaster. He says the urban avalanche advisory begins tomorrow. As this storm continues to build throughout today, avalanche dangers are starting to increase. We have some lingering weak layers in the in the backcountry and in the snowpack in the mountains. This new snow is going to be uh, adding to that danger as well as creating new danger all on its own because it's going to be a, a lot of snow and warming throughout the snowstorm over the next several days with um, high amounts of wind. So we'll see wind loading, we'll see storm slabs, and we'll see lots of weakness in the snowpack as we continue to move through the Christmas weekend. So uh, people are going to want to pay attention to the conditions. Uh, we probably don't have enough snow to get avalanches down to the urban environment yet, uh, but things are going to change a lot over the next several days with what could be several feet of snow over several days. So we just want people to be aware that avalanche conditions are building and be keeping an eye out for the advisory and also recognize that they could go to the Coastal AK Avalanche Center website and submit observations if they see activity around the region as well. That's a great place for people to go that are going to be heading into the backcountry to see what other folks are seeing in the backcountry. So the Coastal Alaska Avalanche Center website is coastalakavalanche.org. Matisse says avalanche conditions are updated regularly at the city's website, and it's a good source for people venturing into the backcountry. Go to juno.org slash avalanche for that information, which is available and updated every morning by 8 a.m. Matisse says avalanche hazards for motorists is also a concern as conditions change and snowpack accumulates. You know, things are going to build over the course of the next several days, and it really depends on how the storm materializes. If we see the full storm volumes uh, that they predict by early in next week, we could see potential storm, you know, avalanches that are bigger in that nature. Um, but in general, it takes a lot of snow to get down to road elevation. We're not quite there yet, um, but things are changing rapidly. Um, the storm is a little bit rough to predict. It could come in colder and less snow than they predict, or it could come in wetter with more snow than they predict. So uh, just going to kind of have to play it by ear and keep an eye on things. But as we go through the winter, you know, storms continue to accumulate snowpack in the mountains, and the danger continues to grow in the urban environment. So it's definitely starting off this weekend. We need people to be thinking about it and making good, safe decisions out there. That was City Emergency Programs Manager Tom Matisse. The heavy snowfall is making for ideal skiing conditions at Eagle Crest, just in time for the holiday weekend, which is abundant with activity on and off the mountain. Dave Scallon, the general manager of Eagle Crest, offered a rundown of the busy weekend and the week ahead. We are coming into our holiday weekend here, which we're all very excited about. We currently have some light snowfall falling on the mountain. Today we have our porcupine Hooter chairlift and ptarmigan chairlift open, and we're very much anticipating some uh, nice big heavy snowfall over the weekend, which should make conditions just superb across the mountain. Um, as long as the winds don't gust too high, we're planning to add black bear into the mix over the weekend. We have our Christmas Eve festivities happening in the Fish Creek Lodge 
after the closure of the ski lifts for the day, we're going to have some kids' crafts and holiday cookies and story time with a torchlight parade coming down the slopes of the Porcupine chairlift at 4 o'clock. And we're anticipating an arrival of Santa shortly after with some gifts for all the kids. And then we will be closed on Christmas Day itself and then open back up the day after Christmas, anticipating more snow throughout the week and just really great ski conditions through this whole holiday period. The snow is a welcomed sight, Scallon said, as they received rain for most of the early season, but snowmaking has kept the mountain open. But new snow will allow for more terrain to be opened and better trail conditions. You know, we've been doing a tremendous amount of uh, snowmaking throughout the start of the season, and we've actually had the Ptarmigan chairlift open for about a week and a half now. So the mountain's been open. We did receive a lot of rain uh, right before all the cold temperatures started, but that gave us a really durable snowpack, and so we've had the whole east side of the mountain open from the top of Ptarmigan uh, for the last week and a half and excited to get some new snow to soften up the trail conditions so we can get the west open back up and hopefully get a black pear chair added into the mix for this weekend. Scallon says staffing at the mountain has been a challenge but improving. He asks that skiers exercise patience. We're anticipating some big crowds. All the those uh, die-hard Eagle Crest skiers love skiing in the fresh snow, so we're anticipating a lot of crowds. We're still a little light on our staffing, so I'd like to just ask people to have some patience. We've got some new staff that we're training in this weekend in various departments, and um, we're thinly staffed, but we have enough staff to have all of our departments up and rolling, and it should make for a great weekend. During the Alaska Public Health Echo this week on Wednesday, Alaska's public health leadership team discussed COVID, the flu, and RSV. Joe McLaughlin, the chief of the Alaska Section of Epidemiology and state epidemiologist, shared data on Alaska's status with RSV. He said it's at its peak in Alaska. Here's RSV or respiratory syncytial virus. Remember, RSV uh, disproportionately affects the very young and the very old. We have high hospitalization rates in uh, infants and very young children, uh, as well as in older adults. Both of those lines show that in the United States, RSV activity has already peaked and is on a steady decline, a very steep decline. Region 10, which includes Washington, also includes us, you can see that we've just sort of reached the peak right now. So we're still at very high levels of RSV activity uh, in Alaska. There has been an increase with influenza across the nation. We did have a very precipitous increase in influenza activity in the United States and throughout the Northern Hemisphere, but certainly in Alaska as well. Recently, is that top line there is leveling off, and actually we're seeing a downward trend in most states in the United States. You can see uh, Alaska is just in sort of that low to moderate level still. It's hard to say exactly what's going to happen. You can see that very steep, abrupt increase, and we're just starting to see what appears to be a leveling off. Suffice it to say, we're still dealing with very high levels of influenza activity right now in Alaska. And here's for COVID cases. There are cases and deaths in Alaska. Again, uh, in terms of cases, pretty flat overall, going all the way back to sort of late September, early October. 
a little bit of up and down, but really no no big trend upward or downward over that time period. And then the bottom uh, graph is on deaths, and really, if anything, there there may be a decrease in deaths, but really no no significant trend on deaths. Deaths are still at a very low level. You can see an increase in hospitalizations. The section chief for rural community health systems spoke to a positive when it comes to limited hospital capacities. The hospital's capacity was very tight, and it still is. It's a day-to-day ebb and flow. What I am happy to report is that we are still remaining natural, normal patient transfer pathways. There does not seem to be too many delays that are unusual delays that are occurring in, in patient placement. So that's a really good thing. Wiseman notes how they are handling the strained capacity. The RSV has affected our pediatric patients and has increased the admissions uh, of pediatrics into our hospital, which is why we're watching that daily. So each morning, you know, we, we spend some time talking about what's happening behind the doors in the hospital, how many patients are there, how many expected discharges, and that situational awareness has really helped, you know, make sure that load leveling occurs appropriately in our state and emphasized remembering mitigation strategies. There are some things that can help help us keep out of the hospital, you know, especially with our kids, um, and just the simple mitigation strategies that we use through COVID-19, and really emphasis on hand washing, good personal hygiene goes a really, really long way. Distancing, all of those still come into play. In other matters, statewide area director for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention in Alaska, Dustin Morris, talked about taking care of mental health during the holiday season during the public health meeting on Wednesday. It's okay to feel both love and loss over the holidays. A gift you can give yourself this year is allowing emotion, uh, emotional space for your feelings, whatever they may be. Appreciate what you have this holiday while also feeling deep sadness for what has been lost. You can experience both love towards those not present while missing their presence terribly. It's okay not to be okay this holiday season. And here's another tip. Don't be afraid to ask for what you need, even if it means departing from usual traditions or skipping them altogether this year. Enlist those around you to help carry out their traditions you want to keep such as asking others to help with your mental health preparation or your plans. If you are estranged from family, stay connected to your family of choice, those that support you and allow you to express yourself authentically. Morris states that support is available over the holidays. The holidays are an excellent time to explore joining a support group, and many of them are online now. You can reach them by calling or texting 988 or using the chat feature at 988lifeline.org. You can also call the Alaska Care Line at 1-877-266-4357. And public health specialist with the Section of Chronic Disease Prevention and Health Promotion, Ann Potempa, spoke about a new campaign. It's called Fresh Start. This campaign was put together to connect Alaska adults with free programs for better health. These programs are a great match for adults across the state. They're free and they're flexible so you can make them work for your life. Many of these programs are online or by phone so that you can do them at your pace. They're also available all across the state for Alaska adults in whatever community they live in. 
We've organized all of these programs under one website, which is called freshstart.alaska.gov. The Fresh Start programs address losing weight, lowering blood sugar, lowering blood pressure, better managing diabetes or preventing diabetes, as well as stopping smoking, chewing, or vaping. We also have a program for being active as a family. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date for News of the North. This is Kevin Allen.